This is the Internet Ballers Podcast, episode 13. You're listening to the Internet Ballers Podcast with your host, Michael Pasha. The show for internet entrepreneurs who want to accelerate their progress and expand their vision by standing on the shoulders of giants. Welcome to the Ballers Circle. Thanks for listening and welcome to the Baller Circle. I'm Michael Pasha, the host of the Internet Ballers podcast, and today I'm welcoming Mark Nathan, co-author of The Delusion of Passion to the Baller Circle. Mark is the child of Burmese and Filipino immigrants. He paid his way through college as an actor and started his life as an entrepreneur, launching a film festival at the age of 21. Mark has built a number of different businesses, which range from film festival to online retail, and became financially free at the age of 27 years old. Mark has been invited to speak globally about goal setting, personal development, team building, financial freedom, and creating culture. Mark is a graduate of Loyola University, Chicago, and a proud Chicagoan. Mark, I'm really happy to have you on the show. How are you doing? Life is beautiful. How are you? I'm fantastic. Excellent. Thanks for having me. No problem at all. So, Mark, uh, I'm really interested to know, because I feel like passion is uh, such an important topic right now. Everyone's talking about finding your passion, having having a career that you're passionate about. Um, but I'm interested to know how you went from actor to author and what it's inspired you to, to make that move. How did that happen? Sure, that's a great question. Yeah, the, the book, The Delusion of Passion, Why Millennials Struggle to Find Success, I think with, when most people hear the title, they automatically think that it's a book about being anti-passion or, or those types of things. And, and me and my co-author, David, that's not actually the point of the book of, uh, book at all. We're actually very pro finding things that you are, um, well, creating a life that you are very excited about and living a life that you are jacked about. But I think a lot of people have this idea that finding your passion or discovering your passion, like it's you know, hiding behind a bush somewhere, or it's it's just something that's attached to if you could find the right job or you find the the right career path, and really uh, living a life of passion is something you create. It's something you create with every decision you make. It's something you create uh, with every move that you make in your life. And uh, we've just seen a lot of people in our generation. We just happen to be on kind of the front end of the generation, and we've seen a lot of people have these ideas of of finding their passion and those types of things. And it's, it's stagnated a lot of them. They've passed on on some great opportunities that uh, from an objective point of view may have been a, a really good way to keep moving your life forward, but maybe didn't fall into what they thought their passion was going to be. And, uh, you know, our, our, our lives, both me and my co-author, David, uh, we, we went down very different paths and uh, achieved some pretty decent levels of success. And, and we, 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 we never really set out to be authors, either of us, uh, but, but here we are having written a book. But we just thought it was really important. We hear a lot of people talk about passion and, uh, you know, there's some things that are true about what we've heard about passion and some things that are a little bit off. So that's where the kind of need and desire for the writing the book came from. But yeah, it was, I thought I was, I'd found my passion pretty early. I, I loved being an actor. That's how I paid my way through college. But, uh, you know, the, the whole package wasn't necessarily something I was really excited about. You know what I'm saying? Like, I enjoyed telling stories that I loved. I loved the creative process. I loved building something from nothing and creating things and the collaborative process of making a film or doing a show. 
but the you know constantly having to wait for someone else to you know deem you worthy to pay your bills now you <laughs> just not having not having that control in your life uh, and not being able to take care of my family like I wanted to in terms of money and, and so there were I, I enjoyed the work but the full package right life's life's a full package so I really wanted to create uh, a life that uh, was was something that I was really proud of and something that I, I enjoyed doing but also I could take care of my family like I wanted to and contribute like I wanted to so yeah so I moved from uh, from the acting world I, I founded that film festival when I was 21 I was graduating from Loyola um, are you a big film guy Michael you know what I <laughs> I am a, I guess, a medium film person. And I, I say that because, like, I love, I love movies when I get around to watch them. But I'm not the person who's like first to the, to the theater. I'm like very, <laughs> you know, I, I'm the sure. person that sees the film after it's been out for a few years, and I'm like, oh, this looks good. I remember when it came out in the theater. Let me watch it now, and then I fall in love with it. <laughs> Got it. So you're not gonna be, you're not gonna be at the theater at midnight or anything, dressed up in costume. No, no, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not that guy. And got it. But, yeah. uh, but I do love, I do love film. For sure. For sure. So yeah. So when I was doing the independent film thing, directed a couple of directed and produced a couple of independent shorts, um, started, it started that film festival and that kind of got me down the entrepreneur path. And so I did that. I did the corporate thing for about five and a half, six years. I was an executive recruiter on the side of that was building an online retail business on the, uh, on a direct sales network marketing platform. So uh, eventually, the side income was bigger than the day income, and uh, pieced out of my job. And the last couple of years, just been enjoying, enjoying being young and free. Uh, been helping a couple other smaller startups get off the ground over the last couple of years as well. And life's been good. Life's That's been a lot of fun. That's awesome. That's awesome. So you're you're a serial entrepreneur, and uh, you, you know you had an opportunity to to bounce around to different things to figure out like exactly what you really want to do. Um, so with each pivot that happened. How did you determine that it was time to pivot? Well, I'm a big fan of um, I'm a big fan of. There's a chapter in the book called "Kill What's in Front of You," mm -hmm. and it, it's it really just kind of boils down to uh, you know having a, a big goal and a big dream and and things that you're wanting to accomplish. But I think a lot of people, because we've been encouraged to dream so big, uh, you, you forget that there's a, a practical plan that needs to be executed. Uh, personally, I think goals are severely overrated. Now, understand, I, I'm very pro-goals, having goals, setting goals, writing goals down, executing goals. Uh, but I think a lot of people look to their goals to be this constant source of motivation and a constant way to get them out the door and doing things. And I, I just I don't think that's what they're for. I think they're, they're, they're a light at the end of the tunnel. I think they're, they're there to keep you focused in the right direction. But I think a lot of people, they, they kind of overestimate goals. Uh, I'm a bigger fan of having a, having a plan you can believe in. You know, I, I don't think, I don't think goals motivate people. I, I mean, uh, an example I use all the time, right? If I, if I told you, Michael, to have a goal this year of making a million dollars, I'm sure you'd be like, Oh yeah. Awesome. All, <laughs> right, let's, let's make a million bucks. Let's go do that. Um, but if I said, hey, Michael, so I've got this warehouse full of doohickeys, some product over here. I've got a warehouse full of product, and I've got about 1,000 sales orders that need to get fulfilled. 
Uh, I don't have the time to do it right now. So if you can take care of that for me, get these things over here and make it all work, uh, that'd be great. Hey, by the way, when it's all said and done, you'll have about a million bucks in your pocket. See, to me, that's infinitely more motivating and Definitely. exciting than just, hey, you should have a goal of making a million dollars. Does that make sense? That makes perfect sense, yeah. So, so I'm a big fan of having a, a plan that you can believe in, having a plan that you can just understand and you understand how it's going to get you where you're going, but then you just got to kill what's in front of you. And you know what? No one asked if it was going to be super exciting and you, you'd love the work of making that happen. Uh, you're going to love the end result but you're not going to probably like the work. You're not going to try and find your passion and find your motivation in every detail and every minute and every second of what you're doing. But I think that's what a lot of people do. Uh, I think they are trying to find passion in the process. And there's no passion to be found in the process. The passion is found in the results. Right. You go after the results. The process is just something you got to work. I just saw this great quote from uh, the coach of Real Madrid. I'm not really a soccer guy. Uh, I honestly can't even remember his name. I just know Real Madrid is one of the biggest. And <laughs> I know this is his coach. <laughs> uh, this is their coach. But one of my soccer friends sent this to me and hashtag the, the delu you know, hashtag delusion of passion because they, they've read the book. But the coach of Real Madrid, one of the you know, most premier elite soccer clubs in the entire world, said, it's not nice coaching Real Madrid. It's not nice. Um, it's really nice winning with me at Real Madrid, but it's not nice coaching them. Hmm. And, and, and when I hear that, I just hear, wow, that's, that's, that's the game. You know, that's the game. You, you got to focus on the results and find your excitement and find your passion in the results and not necessarily in trying to, you know, I, I'm so passionate about this, you know, every minute of every second. Uh, actually, one of, the, one of the chapters in the book is called uh, is delusion number four, I think it is. It's called, you must be passionate about the process. And it's just a complete delusion. You don't find passion in the process. You find passion in the result, and then you just kill what's in front of you. Right, right. So when you say kill what's in front of you, you're talking about execution, right? You're talking about... Execution, man. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So I, and, and, I, and I love that. I love that because I am a totally total believer in that. I, I feel like the problem, and you hit the nail on the head with, with so much today, is that people get so focused on passion and only wanting to do things they're passionate about, not wanting to touch anything else. If it's not exciting, if it's not, you know, oh, yeah. whatever, I don't want to have anything to do with it. And it's like, well, that's why you keep jumping from one thing to another. You're never going to find anything that you're just on fire about 24 hours a day. Right? Really, that's, that's why no one really gets good at anything. I, my, favorite, my favorite thing on the planet, Michael, is when people say, oh, well, you know, if, I, if I'm going to do something, I... I want to do it 100%. I'm a 100% kind of guy. So, you know, I don't want to do anything halfway. And if I can't really get passionate about it, you know, I just don't know if I'm going to be able to give it my 100%. My answer to that is always kind of the same. I'm just like, okay, well, if you're a 100% kind of person, well, how do you know that? I mean, have you, have you actually done anything? like significant have you done anything where you've really given it a hundred percent because if you haven't given something literally a hundred percent of everything you got then you have no business saying you know a hundred percent and you definitely because it's not a you know it's not a you versus anyone else thing you, you shouldn't be telling yourself you should definitely shouldn't be making decisions in your life based on well i'm a hundred percent kind of person so i'm going to make my decisions like that well maybe you should just like do stuff 
like do stuff. <laughs> just just kill what's in front of you. You just do something. You know, do do something while you're in that process. I, I'll give you I'll give you an example to my you know my own world. Like I didn't. Uh, you know, I didn't know that I was going to be really passionate about the creative process. Um, I just, I, I, I was in high school. I was the, me and my buddy, we were always the guys that did video projects, right? We were always trying to figure out a way out of doing papers or anytime there was a group assignment, we're like, oh yeah, can we do a video? And then we'd just make up a video and, and it was a good time. And they'd be awesome. Like we'd put a lot of time and effort into it. We really loved it. And then there was a film festival that in our high school and I, I was never even, I'm Asian, right? So I'm the child of Asian immigrants. So, you know, I'm brainwashed to be a doctor. Like that's the only <laughs> thing that's going on up there when I'm in, my, when I'm in high school. And so, so I, I was completely thinking that. And then this film festival happens. Uh, we do a film. And then my poli-sci teacher says, hey, did anyone go to the film festival yesterday? Man, can we all agree that Mark is like the best actor in the school? That was awesome. And then he dropped it. Literally, that's all he said. And I was like, whoa, was I, I was just doing it because I kind of enjoyed it. We, we really did it. All right, well, let's see what's there, right? And then I, you know, I started down that process and I started working it. And you know, you, I wasn't trying to find passion in, <clears throat> in the long nights and rehearsals and all of that, but I, I did get pretty fired up about putting together a production and being in a show that, you know, that I was really excited about, right? Um, as I'm building, you know, as I got financially free uh, and building our, our uh, direct sales business, I didn't love, you know, hardly anything about the process. But, <laughs> um, but I did realize that financial freedom was something that I wanted. And this was a phenomenal vehicle, uh, you know, and the, the way that I could get there. I had some great, I had a great team. I had great mentorship. I had a great vehicle. And let's, let's rock and roll. Now, uh, back to kind of what we were talking about with goals, kind of guiding that, right? I just knew all the things I wanted to do in my life, financial freedom would make all of it better. So I didn't just kind of decide to go, oh, well, I'm just going to jump into this. I'm going to jump into this. No, no. Big picture, what I'm really trying to accomplish, financial freedom helps. Awesome. Well, then let's crank it out. If this is a good way to get financially free, let's just, let's put our head down and crank it out. Right. And uh, yeah, there's just a, a lot of people, they, they're at their jobs, right? And they're, they're evaluating whether or not they are going to really give their job everything they got. Do, do a great job. I mean, crush your job. You should be one of the, no matter where you go, you should be one of the best people at what you do, period. Right. Because when you, when you kill it, you develop skills that prepare you for the next thing. You don't know what the next thing is, and you don't know how those skills are all going to come together but they're super important and you don't know exactly how it's all going to work. But, uh, when you just kill what's in front of you, 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 you kind of are constantly amassing these skills, right? Uh, I don't know if you played much video games when you were growing up. I think everyone played, played at least a little bit, but, um, I tell a story in the, the book about my brother and I, did you ever play like Zelda or anything like that back in the day? I played Zelda. I hated that game. That was like, <laughs> the, the, I, it was it wasn't interacting enough for me. There wasn't enough action. It wasn't enough going on. So, sure. but I did play it. Yeah, <laughs> sure. yeah. And it's 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 uh, it's really interesting. And any game is works basically the same way. You know, like there's there's levels and there's things you do. And every you kind of start with this vague notion of what you're trying to do. You're saving the princess. You're saving the world. Whatever you're trying to do, you're staying alive. And so you've got this vague idea of what you're trying to accomplish, but then 
every level you learn something new, every level you pick up something new, every level you're doing something that prepares you for something else, right? Right. Um, there was a, a, when my brother and I, we were like 11. He was 11, I was nine maybe. And we were, we were playing this game and we got stuck at this level that we couldn't beat because we were like 11. So then we just start wandering around and then it just, it got to the point where there was nothing we could do. We just kind of maxed out, we leveled out, right? And so when you level out, the only option you really have is to level up or you quit. Right. I mean, you, when you level out, when you level out, the only option you've got is to, to level up or quit. And so my brother and his 11-year-old wisdom said, well, I guess if we want to move on, we got to go beat that level. And that's, he's 11. He didn't question whether or not the game was broken. He didn't question out whether or not the game sucked. He just said, well, if we want to move on, we got to deal with what we're avoiding. And so many people like that their whole life, they're just a, you know, they're champion procrastinator. Fantastic. <laughs> you think you're going to get away. Like you, you procrastinated in this, that, and the other thing. You didn't get the results you wanted. And then you quit and you think it's going to be better somewhere else. Are you crazy? Right. Like you've got to deal with that. I was a, I was a, a train wreck with my finances. Train wreck. Absolute train wreck. And so I was constantly trying, you know, just constantly get by. But then I had to really admit to myself, all right, well, I, I really suck at this. You know, like I'm so bad at this. I really have to f- get my finances. I, like I really have to stop spending more money than I earn and, and really just living m- below my means a little bit and all that kind of stuff. But then when you do those things and, and maybe it's for some people it's, you know, it's being disciplined or showing up on time or, you know, procrastinating or, or caring just showing up, like actually trying to give everything 100%. Maybe it's being more caring uh, to to people and stop bossing people around, learning how to really effectively work with people. Maybe it's about serving people. I don't know. Like, but I bet, I bet people do, you know, I I think everyone knows a couple of things that they're working on. Um, And whatever you, whatever you're working on, you just got to, you got to kill what's in front of you, man. Right. Kill what's in front of you because you're not going to level up until you figure it out. Right. No, I, I I love that a lot, and I think that's a huge, a huge problem with a lot of people is they they're not they're not they're not so focused on execution, right? And I know Gary Vaynerchuk talks about that all the time. You know, execution is the key, and um, so I'm I'm wondering, I'm curious about the millennial generation in particular, right? Sure. From your perspective and the research that you've done, why are millennials different than other generations? Oh, I don't think they're. I don't think they're actually that much different. I think it's the you know every generation. There's always a little bit of a disconnect between this generation and the previous generation. I think with uh, I think there's a, a lot of uh, a misunderstanding of what's going on with this generation. Uh, you, there's constantly this dialogue or you know this rhetoric about you know they're they're not doing enough or they're entitled or you know, all of these things oh these these are the kids that got a a participation trophy <laughs> you know they all of this kind of stuff but no offense like an 11 year old doesn't give them the trophy it's the overbearing mom that can't deal with their kid not getting recognized that demands that there be a trophy right you know what i'm saying so it's <laughs> as much as we want to blame the kids and blame you know, place the blame on the generation. It was the parents that, that created some of that. I'm not saying all of it, right? Um, with the technology thing, right? They're, they're saying, oh man, this generation is so distracted and they're so, you know, they're on their phones all the time and they're, they're missing out on the world and they're, they're lazy and they're doing nothing. All they do is stare at a screen all day. And I, again, I think it's just kind of a misunderstanding 
Uh, now, are we a little bit too attached to our technology and phones? Absolutely. Absolutely. For sure. A thousand percent. But it doesn't mean we're lazy. I mean, we've got like 17 things going on at the same time on this phone. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're multitasking like a boss around here. But all they see is just like we're just in front of our phone all the, every three seconds. And so that's what I think is really, really helpful and powerful about the book, uh, which was a li- not necessarily intentional by any stretch of the imagination. We just, when we were writing it, we didn't want to start lecturing our own. I mean, this is, um, this is how we are. This is how, this is how we think. And, and so all of, the, all of the things that we've heard and we've been told uh, we just actually wrote, we just wrote the book from our own perspective, like for for our generation, by our generation, and uh, that's you know I think there is just a little bit of a, a disconnect, right? Okay, um, I think everyone wants to be productive. Everyone wants to do something amazing. I think this generation specifically doesn't want to just do doesn't want to just get by. We want to do something amazing. You know, we want to talk. I mean, we're talking like world domination. How do we take over the world? How do we contribute to the world in a way that's unique and specific to us? I think everyone, per, I think everyone has specific and personal gifts and goals and talents and, and dreams, and they see the world in a unique way. And I think everyone realizes that and they want so badly to contribute to the world in a very unique way. But I think there's this idea that um, it has to happen like now. It has to happen immediately. Otherwise, everything starts slipping away. You know, <laughs> if, if I don't, if I'm not a huge success in my 20s, then it's all over. And personally, <laughs> I just, I, I want, I wanted my 20s to be awesome. But this year is a foundation for next year. You know, right. and the, this year then is also a year for the year after that, two years from now, because. Year two builds on year one. And so really just being patient with life, I think, is, is something that our generation is, is a little bit, uh, they just haven't seen, right? Everything's about kind of trying to find that instant success. And so they need to find this passion as soon as humanly possible. And so it's an all-consuming thing and they feel like they're incomplete. But you just put one foot in front of the other and you kill what's in front of you and you level up everywhere you can. Uh, you know, a lot of people, oh man, I'd love to be coached by this like, you know, amazing, uh, world-class, you know, internet guru, super famous, you know, man, if I could just go coached by that guy, that would be awesome. If I could get the attention of this lady, man, I'd be so much ahead, but you've got a coach in your life. Maybe not at that level, but you, you're not even listening to the coach you got. <laughs> right. How are you supposed to have world-class coaching if you can't even appreciate what you got right now? Right, you know? right. How are you supposed to have world-class results if you're not putting forth world-class effort? Well, in my opinion, if, if you want world-class results, it takes world-class effort. But if you want next-level results, surely it will take next-level effort. you just got to do more. <laughs> it's, so let's, let's, let's talk about that a little bit, because I think uh, a big problem for a lot of people is they have bad habits, but they don't know how to change those bad habits. Um, so do you have a good process for, for changing bad habits, getting rid of bad oh, yeah, things? And getting, absolutely. Getting I love habits. That's actually one of the, the biggest things I talk about. And there's an, entire, uh, there's an entire chapter in The Delusion of Passion called Develop Daily Habits. So the first half of the book, the first half of the book is clearing up 
kind of fact from reality about what we think about passion. And then the se entire second half of the book is how do you actually do that? Like how do you create a life you're passionate about? And one of the things we talk about the entire chapter is all about developing daily habits, developing habits that are sustainable, developing habits that are uh, effective, and uh, habits that are going to change your life. And, and I, you know, there's a, there's a good handful of tips in there, very simple, very practical stuff. But you know, one thing that um, one thing that I'm I'm a, a really big fan of is just understanding how important replacement is. So a lot of people think that, you know, if I've got bad habits, well, how do I get rid of bad habits? Well, you know, if you try and get rid of bad habits, it's going to be a little bit difficult, mainly because I love this, I love this picture and analogy. I, I remember hearing when I was 22, and it changed my whole world. They talked about... Um, <laughs> they talked about like if you're if you're moving right and you just you just get sick of all your stuff right and not not if you're moving like you're you're just you're angry you're angry at all your furniture you're angry at your bed for being so <laughs> ridiculous you're angry at your table for you know being wobbly you're angry at your chairs for being you know flimsy whatever it is right so in just this rage of of uh, you know excitement you throw out everything okay but if you throw out everything, congratulations, you just got rid of a bunch of things you don't like, but now you've got nothing to use. You've got nothing in there. Right. If now you're standing in an empty apartment. How long is it going to be before you just go back to the old stuff? You know, like how, how long is it before you go back down to the alley and you go grab that chair? <laughs> and how long is it before, oh, wow, it's nighttime. I mean, you know, you might enjoy kind of camping out on your floor for a little bit, but all of a sudden, you know, that, that, that mattress is singing to you from the outside. And so now you're starting to pull back all your old stuff. I, I personally think the biggest, uh, the biggest detriment to, to people changing their, their bad habits is that they keep trying to get rid of them. Uh, and I just try and replace them. I try and replace them with better things. Uh, so if we're talking about the, you know, we're getting back to the, the, the apartment. I mean, if, if you just thought ahead and had a new table set delivered to you or a new mattress delivered to you the day you threw out your old one, well, now you're not missing it at all, right? And so a lot of times when, you know, when, I, was, when I was trying to replace some bad habits, uh, you know, I, would just, I would just have to replace it, right? If you're trying to, my, my wife, she wanted to just get better in the habit of, of listening to, you know, positive audio. So either if it's a, you know, it's an audio or it's a, it's a sermon or it's a podcast or whatever it is. She just loves just getting positive and good input in all the time. And she kept trying to do it in her car, but sure, her schedule is just a little, it's just not a, a standard predictable kind of schedule. So then some days it would happen, some days she wouldn't. And she kept getting frustrated herself for like years. And then she just decided, okay, well, I'm just going to attach it to something I already do, right? You can replace it or you can attach it to replace a bad habit or you can attach it to something you already do. Um, so she just, oh, well, every day I shower. So she just attached it to that. So every day, I mean, we set up a little stereo, you know, a little speaker, you know, wire, all this kind of stuff in the bathroom. And the second she starts her day in the morning, she starts getting ready. She's putting on an audio, right? So she's attaching it to something she's already done. Um, if we're going back to replacement, you know, there was a period of time, uh, if I can just be, you know, real and transparent, especially when I was a little bit younger, you know, uh, as a younger guy, you're just con constantly like, you know, you're on the internet all the time and 
you know, you're on sites that are awesome and some that aren't so awesome, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> right, right, and, right. Uh, and I just, you know, I knew personally I didn't want that to be my life. I didn't want that to constantly be an issue. And, you know, if I'm getting married and all this kind of stuff, like, I don't want, I don't want that to be constantly this problem in my world. So I would just replace it, you know, like I, instead of doing st- like come, you know, one o'clock in the morning when I'm poking around on Facebook or doing this thing, this, that, or the other thing, um, I always just had a stack of books and I just started reading until I fell asleep. Right. Um, I would, you know, like I, w- I would replace the things I was doing when I was trying to just get out of the bar scene a little bit more. I would just constantly set myself up during the week. I'd make sure that I had plans on Friday night and Saturday night. You know, maybe it's playing some basketball, maybe it's doing whatever, um, going to see a movie, whatever it is. I would just try and book myself out. So I didn't even have that temptation to like slip back into these bad habits. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes perfect sense. So I would either try and replace it or if I have good habits, I'm trying to really get into my system. I try and attach it to something else. And that's two of, I think, seven different tips about creating habits that are in the book. Awesome. Awesome. I like that. Um, so let's let's go to goal setting real quick. So, yeah. you know, we talked about goals. Goal is, uh, you know, the goal is kind of the finish line, right? It's not the thing to keep to keep you motivated sure. day in and day out. Uh, but how do you set those realistic goals um, and not, uh, you know, a goal that's that's, you know, let me make a million dollars today. It sounds good for a little bit, but then you realize how re- unrealistic it is and you want to give up. Yeah, for sure. So I'm I've got I've got fairly large goals, um, just kind of working backwards. Uh, so I'm running for president of the United States in 2040. <laughs> awesome. So, you know, you're just kind of working backwards from there. And again, all of this sounds kind of crazy and nuts uh, until it happens. And then you can go back and re-listen to all of this. But um, so prior to that, you know, it's just really kind of working backwards. Okay, so I call it reverse engineering your goals. So you start with kind of what you're trying to accomplish. And this doesn't have to be on such a macro level in life. So this is kind of life stuff. Um, But then even with your next goal, okay, well, uh, you can kind of do this reverse engineering in in whatever process you're you're running but you know if i'm going to run for president in 2040 well that means i've got to be in some sort of uh you know larger political office before then so that would be either kind of mayor of chicago i'm a chicago guy uh mayor or governor um i have zero interest in being a career politician i think that's one of the biggest things that's like destroyed this country we're not even going to get into that but um but i have zero interest in being a career politician i just kind of want to go and serve my state in my country for a while and just go back into, you know, go back and play with my grandkids, you know, like that's, that's, that's what I want to do. Um, but, uh, yeah, so then, you know, there's, there's president and then governor. And then before that, there's some movie stuff that I want to do. And so the, the movie stuff, um, is going to be starting again in the next year or two. Um, there's a couple more financial goals that I have in place before then. So, you know, you just kind of reverse engineer it. Well, that means this year I really need to make sure that my finances get in order so that I can move into the filmmaking world um, like I want to, right? And so you just kind of, you got to reverse engineer things. Uh, there's there's folks that we're working with and mentoring. They've got goals of this, that, or the other thing. And, um, you know, they they get with me so that they can understand the process in which to get there so they can learn how to reverse engineer it. And so I, I, I think probably the biggest thing with having, big, having goals and setting goals is that you can set whatever goal you want, but then you have to have a mentor or you have to have someone that can help you understand the process of getting there. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it, it's it, it, there's 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 too much to accomplish in life. You know, there's too much to do. There's too much to do to just spend a a, a year or a month or quite honestly even a week just not pointed in the right direction. You know, no one wants to say, "Oh yeah, look at my last month. I did nothing." You know, nothing. Hey, this last month nothing happened. <laughs> this last month I didn't get anywhere closer to my goals. That's great. No one wants that. Right. But how do you know how to get closer if you've never done it? So that's why um, one of the biggest things I, I'm a huge proponent of and a fan of is just like you got to have a mentor. You got to have someone that can show you the ropes in whatever you're trying to accomplish. If it's having a great marriage, if it's building a business, whatever it is, you got to find mentorship. Um, and when you've got it. Don't take it for granted. You know, they, they don't have to do that. No one has to coach you, um, even if you're paying them to be a coach. No one has to, like, they can not take your money, and then now you have no coach. Right, uh, right. So, you know, if you've got someone that's willing to coach you, uh, just don't take it for granted because they can help reverse engineer, help you understand how to reverse engineer your goals and create a process and a plan that you can believe in. And that's really all you need. So did, did you ever have a point where you just, you weren't motivated, you didn't have these, you know, sort of goal setting tactics and you just, you know, went from uh, just not being passionate about anything and one, and just kind of wanted to quit one thing after another? Or have, have you always been a uh, kind of focused goal oriented person? I think I've always been, I've always been a, a big picture kind of guy, but um, uh, anyone can get unmotivated if they don't believe it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like right. it's doesn't ma- doesn't matter if you you got big goals or you got small goals. If you don't believe in your goals, then n- none of it's going to work. And that's why I'm I'm such a big fan of you know mentorship because obviously that's you know that that helps you develop that plan to you know a plan you can believe in. But um, yeah, I think I, I think with the with the 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 process of like learning how to keep yourself going, um, I think you just got to get good at you. Does that make sense? Like you just got to get good at you. You got to figure out what makes Michael tick. I got to figure out what makes Mark go. You know, right. there. I think everyone's got things that that click with them and motivates them. And if it's about you know maybe you soak up energy from other people and like you're highly motivated when you're with other people and then when you're not, it's you know, it's no good. Well, then, if you know that about yourself, surround yourself with amazing people. Like, constantly. Get around them and do that. If not having a, you know, if being super unorganized. I, I mean, even s- simple little things. Like, if your house being a train wreck makes you less on top of your game, uh, then make sure you keep things tidy. And, like, so you don't feel like doing nothing. I, there's that great... Um, there's that great commencement speech by that. I think it was like an army general. I don't know if you ever saw that. I mean, an army general, Navy, high-ranking Navy officer. But he talked about the importance of making your bed every day. Hmm. Okay. Because when you make your bed, when you make your bed every day, at least you've, you've got something done. You know, it just, <laughs> just kind of gets you going. And, and is that the key for everyone? No. But, uh, but for him, just starting the process like every day – you know what, just getting something done and just getting something moving, that helped him get his day going in the right direction, right? right. And so that is that the key for everyone? Um, not necessarily, but the key for everyone is you got to figure out what makes you work. Like you got to figure out what makes you tick. 
this big stuff, like world domination stuff, that gets me going, dude. I get so <laughs> jacked and so excited about that stuff. Um, some people, I, you know, when I'm talking about this stuff, they're just like, what the heck are you talking about? That doesn't even make sense. Just whatever. You know, like it, just they think it's, um, you know, it's, it's almost too far out. Like, you know, not like far out like crazy, but just the, the timeline is too far out. Um, they're really good at kind of the, 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 the smaller game, right? The, just what's in front of you and some of the details and getting into the nitty gritty. Great. If that's what gets you going then do it and do it well and just know what gets you going, man. Because um, motivation's an inside job. You, no one's going to, if you're going to wait for the world to motivate you, <laughs> man, you're going to wait a long time. Right, right. So, bro. so you just, you got to figure out what gets you moving. Awesome. Um, okay, I like that. That's awesome. Uh, so, so one other question I have for you is you're married. Yeah. How, do you, how do you balance your, your work life and your relationship? Um, number one, marry someone awesome. She <laughs> is the coolest chick on the planet. I love this girl. She's amazing. She's truly, truly amazing. Um, we, again, I, I think it really just boils down to like, you got to figure out what works for you. Um, we're both like super needy. We're like super codependent. It's really kind of horrible uh, <laughs> how codependent we are. But but it works for us, you know, and, and, and we love it. So it's, it's a balance of, yeah, you know, we got to find ways to spend quality time together. Um, I, I was a big fan of just like getting her involved and like if getting her involved in, in any way, shape or form she can. Um, again, like she's got, we've got goals together and dreams together and she's got very different things that she's excited about and thinks she's building. Um, and I love being a supporter of that. Um, but I also want her to be included in my dream, if 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 that if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. One thing as as a guy, um, when when people have questions and or ask me about you know marriage stuff or or you know, relationship stuff or whatever, one of the biggest things I tell guys, I'm just like, dude, just and you need to write this down. I make sure they take like a pen out and write this down and make a really big deal of it. <laughs> but I I tell them write this down. Just say stuff. Just say stuff. Say anything. What if you're thinking stuff? Just say it. If you're reading something and you're like, "Oh, that's cool," just say, "Hey, babe, I just read that. I just read something cool." And then just read the paragraph you thought was cool, and then shut up. <laughs> just women love the, the the women love being involved and like feeling connected. That's why they talk all the time. Like that's why they want us to talk all the time. They just love feeling connected, and so. I think a lot of people having separate dreams is not a big deal, but I think the big deal comes when those separate dreams separate you. Right. And that's a choice. Like that's something you a thousand percent can control. Um, You don't have to be separated if you have separate dreams. You just have to actively talk, actively keep each other involved. And I think for guys, for real, it's not the end all be all answer to everything, but it helps so much. Just say stuff, man. If you're thinking things, you're excited about something, just share. Just share, and they're going to be so excited that you're you're just sharing with them. You know, that's actually good advice. I like that. <laughs> We've been married uh, eight years, something like that. Eight years. Been together for ten. We've known each other since we were in college. So it's been it's been awesome, man. My wife is an amazing. She's an amazing girl. Um, we've got an amazing relationship, but it's because we both work on it. I mean, she's constantly 
working on herself and our relationship. I'm constantly working on myself and our relationship. Um, I figure if we're going to be together the rest of our lives, you know, like let's make it good. Right, right. So, <laughs> so let's let's figure out how do I how do I make her happy? I mean, if it's going to be the next lifetime, well, let's, let's get on with it. You yeah, know? Happy, have a happy lifetime. That's awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, Mark, um, I really appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, you know, you, you provided some really, really good insight into passion and goal setting. And I think, you know, said some things that a lot of people really need to hear. Uh, the book sounds awesome. Um, and uh, so I'm curious to know, how can the Baller Circle get in touch with you and learn more about your book and your business? Absolutely. So the best place to, to check out the book, it'll actually be live on Amazon. But uh, you can go to the delusionofpassion.com. Uh, that's got all sorts of uh, resource material and obviously links to, to download the book. The book is available on paperback, ebook, and audiobook as well. And so you can look for The Delusion of Passion Why Millennials Struggle to Find Success. For more information on me, if people want to go to Mark Nathan, M A R K N A T H A N, MarkNathan.me, uh, there's a way to contact me on there. Thanks for having me on, Michael. No problem. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Internet Ballers podcast. Don't miss out on next week's episode. Head over to iTunes to subscribe and leave a review. Check out the Internet Ballers blog at internetballers.co for more tips on how to accelerate your progress and expand your vision.